This episode of Freaking Sweet is brought to you by Pawtucket Patriot Ale. Pawtucket Patriot Ale. Fuck that meeting. And by Dogs Trying to Get with Human Women. There's a lot of that in this show. And now, the rest of the show. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. But we're in those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely. Hey everybody and welcome to Freaking Sweet, a Family Guy podcast. An episode by episode look back at Family Guy 20 years later. This week's episode is Brian in Love. It is season 2, episode 4, episode 11 overall. It is the uh, mid-season premiere for the season two of Family Guy, even though it is only the fourth season or the uh, fourth episode. It debuted March 7th, 2000. It was directed by Jack Jack Dyer and written by Gary Gennetti. The storyboards were done by Shauna Shaw, I hope I said that right, and Jack Dyer as well. Um, A fun... Uh, guest this week is Sam Waterston. He'll be playing Dr. Kaplan, Brian's, uh, um, psychiatrist. And this episode is a Brian focused episode. So I'm really excited. Uh, the last season, my favorite episode of the season was the Brian focused episode. So I'm really hoping uh, that you guys share my opinion that this is a really good episode as well. This is actually probably one of my favorite episodes this season, even though we've only had four. Um, a couple of notes going into this one. This is the first episode that appeared on Adult Swim, uh, for the first time. And, uh, I think, I think that's a pretty cool, um, little, uh, bit of trivia. There's a couple other notes, but I'll pop them in here and there as we go. Um, before we get into everything, uh, just my initial thoughts on this episode is that it's a really sweet episode. It goes into what I talked about last time in the, uh, in the Brian Portrait of the Dog episode, I talked about his his episode with, or his uh, relationship with Lois, and I said that their relationship at the very beginning of the of the series was a pretty deep one, and it seemed really, really nice, so I wanted, uh, uh, I, 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 know, I highlighted that in the last episode, and uh, they decided to pretty much have an episode completely dedicated to that, even though the only the third half is really the part that focuses on it, but um, this is a really fun episode. It Brian has a lot of really fun lines in this. Uh, I really like early Brian. Um, he's absolutely hilarious. But we'll get right into this episode, and uh, but we'll hear an ad from our sponsor, Anchor, really quick before we get into it. And we're back, and uh, like I said, we're in for a really big treat. This is a really good episode. Uh, The first thing that we get is a cold open. Um, It's a Mr. Rogers parody. We're coming in through the town like we do in the show, and we get into the house, and he's putting on his uh, tennis shoes. He's tying them up. He says, hello, neighbor. I'm glad we're together again. And uh, he says he hears Trolley coming, and Stewie's on Trolley, and he says, um... 
he points a gun at Mr. Rogers and he says it's time to die. And then he says, and I wouldn't uh, go look at the town of make-believe. I dare say you'll find it's quite in ruins. And um, uh, Mr. Rogers goes and looks through the hole to the land of make-believe and he sees the king and queen have been hung. There's some puppets who are just being tortured, which is terrible. Uh, there's a bird uh, trapped in a tree. The There's a lady... Uh, who's trying to take care of her son, and uh, there's a cat that's on fire, and it's going, meow, meow, skin graft, meow, meow. It's really it's really funny. And then uh, he pulls his head back out, and um, he, um, Stewie talks a little bit more shit, shit to, to Mr. Rogers, and then he says, you know, it's ironic. Rogers, it almost rhymes with eliminate. And it's a, that's a, it's a really funny joke. And then he kills Mr. Rogers and he wakes up and, uh, Lois is right there and she's, she's like, Oh, calm down, Stewie. And she, um, pulls off a mask and it's Mr. Rogers. And she says, uh, or he says that he's gonna, uh, help Stewie meet Mr. Death. And then, uh, Stewie screams and wakes up and then we get our theme song. And, um, then we get, uh, our first, uh, look at the real episode. It, we get a Jetsons joke where, uh, it's the opening to the Jetsons where George is the running the dog on the treadmill and a cat runs on and he starts flying through it. And, um, he's, you know, he yells, uh, Jane, get me off this crazy thing. And then he comes in, it's afterwards and Elroy's like, are you all right, dad? And he's like, go to your room, Arrow. Go to your room. And then he's like, I was out there for 45 minutes. What the hell, Jane? And she's like, I'm sorry I was in the shower. She's like, ah, you were in the shower. I could have been killed. And um, uh, um, and then that made me think about, um, uh, it made me think about uh, the Flintstones, how Fred gets locked out by the saber-toothed cat. Um... And he starts banging on the thing. And at first I was like, yeah, and Wilma too. She's, she's a jerk that she didn't come home. But then I thought, dude, there's a, that's a, there's a window right there. And that's like a prehistoric window with no glass in it. You can just like go through that. So really that's on Fred. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck, fuck you, Fred. And for, she was probably just sitting in there being just like, dude, just go through the window. You fucking weirdo. Like the cat did. And then, uh, we come into, um, the episode proper and Chris is on the phone and he's like, oh yeah. And, and what are you wearing? Oh, and he's, uh, talking to someone on the phone and then, um, Lois comes in and she's like, who are you talking to Chris? And she's, he's like, grandma. And then, um, Lois, um, finds the carpet has been, it's really wet. And Lois thinks that, uh, Stewie peed on the carpet and Stewie comes in and he's talking about, uh, uh, tuna. And he's, he's like, what is this? And she's like, it's a, uh, it's tuna sweetheart. And he's like, uh, and he throws it at her and he, he then he's like, then he throws another 50 cents at her. And he's like, why don't you go buy a, uh, Next time, once you splurge on some uh, tin of white albacore, and then Lois accuses him of he, he you know, he's like, um, 
Oh, you're probably just upset that uh, you um, peed all over the carpet. And he's like, what did you say? And then Peter comes in and he's like, oh, Lois, what did you pee in here? And um, she's like, oh, we need to talk. And he's like, oh, this better not be another intervention. Uh, I didn't, I hated it when we did that last time. And we cut to him and he's wearing this big giant green foam hat. And he, uh, he, uh, the family is like, look, it's been six months just for your family. Please, please take off the hat. And he's like, look, I can take it off whenever I want. I just don't want to. And then they all go come closer and he's like, get away. And, uh, then it comes back and she's like, no, no. Um, Stewie, uh, peed on the carpet and he's like, do, do I hit him? And then, um... Indal, mother. Yes, honey? How dare you sully my good name by spreading your slanderous filth! Stewie, no hitting. Use your words. Oh, he's, he's probably just a shame, Lois. You're just a helpless little carpet tinkler, aren't you? Well, the outrages I have suffered today will not be soon forgotten. I will not be forgetting those outrages. No, no! No, they won't be forgotten. Not outrages, the outrages. Yeah, yeah, I think we got it. Oh! Uh, then, um, uh, then Peter says that, oh yeah, he'll, um, he'll, uh, potty train Stewie. It'll be just like, uh, how the Lindbergh, you know, he doesn't want, he, he says, he doesn't want to do it too early because, you know, you know what happened to the Lindbergh baby. And, um, we, he cut to Charles Lindbergh in the, in the, his son sitting on the toilet, it's a little baby. And he's like, his wife is like, are you sure it's not too early? He's like, look, I'm, honey, I'm, uh, I'm Charles Lindbergh. I freak hot sakes. I flew across the Atlantic. I think I can potty train my own. And then the baby goes right down the train. And he's like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And uh, he's like, okay, he was kidnapped. He was kidnapped. I'll, uh, I'll write the note. Uh, you make it look like it was a, look like, make it look like it was a break in. And she's like, but what about Amelia? She saw everything. He's like, you leave her to me. And then we, um, uh, she's like, look, we'll, we'll just have to go get a book about it. And we'll have to, you know, we'll just try and do the best we can. And he, he's, uh, she'll, she says, you know, maybe this will help you and Stewie build a, a special bond. And he's like, bond, James Bond. I'm in. And, uh, so they're going to po help potty train Stewie. Uh, he's totally in based on, um, based on just on, on the fact that she said bond and he equated that with James Bond. It's absolutely fantastic. Later that night, Brian is trying to clean up the floor. Uh, it's revealed that he's actually the peer here and that he framed Stewie before. Um, he's he's frustrated that he can't get the pee out of the carpet. And he's, he's saying, like, oh, come on, Brian. Why can't you stop peeing on the carpet? And uh, Lois comes down, and Brian makes up an excuse that he just couldn't sleep. He'll be up in a minute. And she's like, okay, good night. And he's like, well, I can't get this clean. And so he puts... Uh, Rupert on top of the P, uh, once again, framing Stewie for it. 
Um, the next day, uh, we see him watching TV. He's watching The Price is Right. Bob Barker does his, you know, usual, um, you know, spay and neuter your pets. And Brian's just like a drop dead. And uh, um, Meg finds Rupert with pee on it. And Lois says, oh, my God. Um, Join us tomorrow for more Price is Right. This is Bob Barker reminding you to help control the pet population and have your pets spayed or neutered. I'll just die already. Ew! Mom, Stewie peed on the rug again! No! Uh, uh, this is... It kind of looks cleaned already, though, doesn't it? And Brian's like, no, it doesn't. And then we see Peter going to a bookstore... Yeah, uh, I'm looking for toilet training books. Oh, yes, we can help you there. Uh, everybody poops is still the standard, of course. Uh, we've also got the less popular nobody poops but you. Huh. Well, see, we're Catholic, so, uh... Oh, then you want you're a naughty child, and that's concentrated evil coming out the back of you. Perfect! Uh, afterwards, later on that day, we see Brian trying to wash some sheets and, uh, the blankets... And Lois comes in and she's like, you know, hey, are those are those are sheets and comforter. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm uh, I'm washing them. I, I was itchy last night. That's why I couldn't uh, sleep, and that's why you caught me uh, downstairs. That's because I couldn't sleep because the, the the sheets were itchy. So yeah, that's a uh, that's 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 why I couldn't sleep last night. And she's like, oh, okay. And um, uh, he cut to Peter and Stewie potty training, and he's like, you know, uh, this will be fun, you know, you and me will bond, I remember the first time I went by myself, and we close, we get a close-up on a picture of Peter, but then it, it comes out, and it says, he's like, hey, Lois, I did it, and we see Lois sitting on the couch, and he comes up and zips off his fly, so it, he hadn't learned until he was an adult, but uh, Stewie tricks uh, Peter and to he says, uh, "Will you put your fingers right here on the edge of the bowl? It, it'll make me feel better." And Peter's like, "Yeah, sure, buddy." And uh, he puts his fingers there, and and, and um, Stewie smashes his fingers with the bowl, and he's like, um, "Peter thinks he's like, you know, uh, maybe I should just give you some beer. You know, that that'll run right through you." And then, and then Stewie says back. Maybe you don't have to pee. Hey, I ought to just give you some beer. It goes right through you. Wonderful. And while we're at it, we can light up a doobie and watch porn. It, yeah? Listen, you. I'll use these facilities when I'm damn well ready. Until then, you should continue to sanitize my crevasse and be damn grateful for the opportunity. Starting right... Well, not now, but soon. Uh, later that day, Peter wants their the family's at the grocery store, and Peter's saying he's like, you know, I want I want this candy and dish and dish one and dish one, and Lois is like, you can have one. And by the way, um, it, it, in the um, one note here is that the the candy bars that he's freaking out about that he wants is um, uh, they're called middle fingers, which is really funny. But um, Lois is like, you can have one. He's like, oh, but but. But that man got two. And she's like, I don't care what the other men are getting. You're getting one. And he's like, I hate you. 
and um, uh, then what we hear is we hear uh, Brian start to pee and uh, Stewie starts mocking him and uh, uh, Peter's like, geez, Brian, what do you think you are, Paylash? And then Stewie's like, oh, hey, uh, Paco, someone get a mop. Someone get uh, uh, Lassie out of here before he bends a fresh biscuit on the, on the, uh, on the, before he bends a fresh biscuit on the, on the conveyor belt. You know what? I, they can say it better than I can. Yes, Sam. You're urinating. So it's been you all along. Oh, this is too perfect. I've been taking the blame for Rex. Ew, it's everywhere. It's okay. Meg, hand me my sweater. Jeez, Brian, where do you think you are, Paylash? I say, I say, Paco, grab a mop. God's sake, will somebody get Patches the hell out of here before he decides to bend a fresh biscuit on the conveyor belt? Shh, it's okay. We'll meet you in the parking lot. Oh, God, Lois, I need help. Uh, right after um, uh, Brian walks off and says that he needs help, uh, an old lady comes up and slips in his pee, and, that's, and the family just stands there and looks at him. It's pretty funny. Um, sometime later, we're at therapy, and Brian is talking to his therapist, Dr. Kaplan, who is played by Sam Waterston. Um, he is the detective or the DA in the regular Law & Order. He's fantastic. He's a wonderful actor. Um, uh, even Italian grandmothers on Friends uh, know and love Sam Waterston. But, uh, yeah, so he's in therapy. Brian is like, you know, I have a good life. You know, you know I, have all, I have all three meals and I have everything that I could want. You know, I have a really good life. You know, maybe, okay, maybe it's not what I planned. But, you know, and then he, he asks if he can smoke in there and he does. And then he leans back. He's like, you know, I've never been to Europe. And that's a, it's actually a line from, uh, who says that? That is uh, Lily Tomlin in All of Me. Uh, so that's a fun little call out. But, um, and then he, uh, he says, I had a dream. Have you, have you ever seen Logan's Run? And, and then it's just like a scene from Logan's Run. It says like Capricorn, uh, you know, uh, March seventh, which is funny because I'm pretty sure they say the air date of the episode in it. But then there's also a shout out from, which is funny because that's not in the movie. But there's a shout out, and then it starts playing music. But Brian, it, the the conceit of the movie is that once you reach a certain age, you have to get uh, taken away, and and people in the movie think that you get taken away to this like great place, but actually they're just being called and um. Uh, Brian has reached his age and he's got this little crystal in his hand that's that's blinking and it and it, that means that it's t his time and he's trying to run away and that's why they call Logan's runners because the main character's name is Logan and he's running and they call people like that runners and uh, he um, he's running and they catch him and he he goes well hey what about him and then we, he points at Snoopy just the way he's like he's got to be like fifty and then we come back out and. Um, Immediately, uh, uh, Doctor Kaplan abra uh, breaks him, and he uh, starts crying, and and it's a really sweet moment. So, what do you think? I think you're very sensitive, and you put up a tough front. I think you're in pain. 
Damn it, Brian, do not cry. I'd like to pet you, Brian. Would that be okay? You're a good dog, Brian. A very good... Keep it above the waist, Doc. And now, part two of our very own Asian correspondent, Trisha Takanawa's special report on sex. Tom, I'm standing in the bedroom of Judy and Glenn Isaacs, ten years married and still in love. What's their secret? Judy has an inoperable brain tumor the size of my fist, and that just happens to be Glenn's fetish. Later on, we're, we're watching the news, and uh, there's a very special report. And um, Lois and Brian start talking uh, after Brian comes in, and they're in the kitchen. And she's like, you know, like most people, I thought uh, therapy was just for loonies and crazy people. And he's just looking at her like, mm. and then Peter comes in and he starts razzing him about, you know, therapy. He's like, you know, I wasn't in a loony bin. And uh, I can't believe even back in the year 2000, how much of a stigma there was for, for therapy. It's uh, kind of silly that people uh, would want to make fun of that, but it's whatever. But, um, Brian's like, you know, me and Dr. Kaplan, we talked about it. He, we decided that I, I, I feel unfulfilled. And so, uh, that's why I'm going to go out into the world and seek my fortune and to do everything I've always wanted to do. I leave tomorrow. And then we get a, we get a montage, uh, we get a quick cut and then a montage of him doing all the things he's always wanted to do. We see him digging in, uh, some ruins in South America he finds a dinosaur bone, and then he immediately starts looking around very jealously and then reburies it. And then we see him uh, on an airplane, and he's going to go skydiving. And um, the guy's like, oh, hey, you don't want to use that backpack. And then he's like, and then he throws down a backpack that obviously has an anchor, and he's like, that one should be fine. <laughs> And, uh, then we see him driving through the country. He hits somebody with his car. Um, <clears throat> he hits somebody with his car and he stops and gets out and he says, Oh my God, are you Stephen King? Which is pretty topical at the time because Mark, if you figure that this episode debuted on March 7th, it had to have been made in some time of 99, um, you know, maybe early to mid 99. And that, that thing about Stephen King getting hit by a car happened. And I believe in 99 or 98, uh, I believe. And so that's, that was pretty topical of a cartoon that gets made that, you know, that, that, that takes that long to get made. So, uh, but that is what that is a reference to. He hits a guy with his car. He's like, are you get he gets out and he goes, are you Stephen King? And the guy's like, no, I'm, I'm Dean Koontz, and Brian's like, oh, and gets back in his car and decides to run him over a few more times, which, which is totally fair. But uh, after that, we uh, see him uh, back in therapy, and Brian is thanking Doctor Kaplan, and um, you know, he's like, I haven't, I haven't had an accident in two weeks, and he's like, Mazel Tov, and and he's like, thank you, I, I appreciate everything you've done for me, and he walks out and he sees Tom Tucker's kid and. I don't think I've ever, I think I've mentioned his kid before in one of our episodes about something, but uh, Tom Tucker's kid is an upside down face. And so Brian comes out and he's like, I think this is our first, this might be our first time seeing it, but maybe it was on the Stewie Griffin special episodes. He's like, Woof. And um, he's like, oh God, I, uh, I'm sorry. And then he walks away and 
uh, Tom Tucker and, and his son have been fighting. It's like, upside down face or not, you're going to respect your stepmom. And... But, uh, you know, thanks to these sessions, I, I think I'm okay. Being out in the world, feeling my power, and no accidents. I've been dry for two weeks now. Mazel tov. Well, goodbye, Dr. Kaplan, and thank you. Look, I know Stacy isn't your mother, but upside down face or not, you have to respect her. Hey, you're Tom Tucker. <coughs> hey! Oh, God, I'm, that, that was rude. I apologize. <laughs> wow. And um, then we uh, uh, cut to the next thing after that. Which is, the next thing after that is, uh, we see immediately after Brian has thanked his, his, um, has thanked his, his, um, has thanked, thanks his therapist for helping him get over his thing. We see immediately see Stewie peeing all over everything and then immediately after he gets done peeing he calls in lois and he's like lois lois oh look fido's peed on everything again oh dear me and then he starts laughing and uh uh brian we cut we smash cut to brian just being like i don't understand i didn't i don't even remember doing this you know and then and then lois is like listen um do we do we need to talk about crating you know and then Lo, uh, peter's like you know maybe um maybe you can just be an outside dog i i swear i i don't even remember doing it i i don't understand this now brian we know you're not doing this on purpose but maybe we should consider crating oh god or, or you could be an outside dog yeah did you like that huh outside and then Brian is uh, back at Dr. Kaplan saying he's playing fetch with him and, he, and he's saying how embarrassing it is. Uh, and then Brian says, you know, um, you know, well, what happened was that Peter was uh, washing the car while Lois was bringing in the groceries and. They start playing with the hose and making out, and they're pretending to be Batman and Catwoman. It's ridiculous, but uh, as they're making out, uh, the the funniest part about it is that the hose that they're using just goes out of nowhere and just smashes the window, which is freaking hilarious. And then Brian just gets up and leaves. And then we come back to the to the um, therapist's office. He's like, you know, the usual stuff. And he's like, wait, all that running water? That must be what it was. And then, um. Uh, he, he's like, tell me about Lois, and Brian describes Lois in, in absolute glowing detail. Mm-hmm. Brian, tell me about Lois. Lois. Well, she's a fantastic woman. She's compassionate and charming, attractive, well, stunning, really. I, I guess you could say I really love her. No, of course not. Well, me and Lois, that's sick. I mean, come on, she's my best friend's wife. Mm-hmm. Look. Look, I love Lois, but I'm, I'm not in love with her. Mm-hmm. Who are you trying to convince, Brian? Me or you? Oh, Brian, Brian. What a mess. Don't get antsy. I got three minutes. 
Uh, they have a little back and forth about loving her, and Dr. Kaplan is really freaking good at his job. He just glances, but he, he nails down Brian's problem, and Brian's like, oh, God. And uh, But then he glances down at his watch. He's like, you know, I got three minutes left, which is a really funny scene. I really loved every scene that involved Dr. Kaplan in this episode. Um, Sam Waterston did a fantastic job. And they end up bringing him back for more than one episode. Uh, he ends up being Brian's therapist later. So it's it's a really good character, and I'm glad they end up bringing him back. But um, uh, that night... Uh, um, that night, uh, uh, Peter and Brian are drinking at the clan, which is, like I said before, one of the things that I miss about that, uh, about, I just, I remember in the first few seasons, there's a lot of Brian and Peter sitting at the bar drinking together at the end of the bar, and, um, um, Peter asks Brian if he's doing better, because, you know, he doesn't want to live with a crazy person, and Pete, Brian's like, you know, it, I, I, there's a problem, you know, I'm in love with this girl, apparently, but there's, it'll never happen, he's like, well, you know, how do you know, and, uh, and then Brian keeps talking, he's like, wait, you can talk, and Brian's like, you know what, never mind, and Peter's like, no, listen, Brian, you need to find out if this girl, uh, you know, likes you or not, you know, you don't want to know what it's like to, to, to wonder what could have been, and then we get a cutaway to him, at dinner, and the guy's, he's asking him if he wants super salad, he's like, ah, ah, a soup, shallot, no, no, soup, soup, uh, shallot, uh, soup, and then he gets the soup, and then he's like, no, he comes back, and he's like, you know, you don't want to be thinking about the, you know, the salad that walked away, and then we see a guy with a salad, he's like, I take you for granted, and Peter's like, ah, get a room, and then the next day, um, we see Brian and Lois sitting together and Lois is, uh, Lois is sitting there in a sweater and, um, uh, Brian, um, sits next to her and then Lois starts petting him and Brian is like, Ooh, and then we cut, there's a, another new segment to follow up on the one before. And now part three of Asian correspondent Trisha Takanawa's special report on sex. Thank you, Diane. Sex, some people have it anonymously. What kind of person would do that, you might ask? Well, I'm about to find out. I just picked up a complete stranger in a hotel bar, and he's in the bathroom right now, possibly doing drugs. Watch as I have sex with this potentially dangerous man as we take you in-depth and undercover. I've never had a Spanish chick before. <laughs> oh, lit. And then Lois says, you know, at least, you know, it's good to, sh I'm glad to see that there's not any violence on TV, which I think I was just trying to do Peter's voice a little bit, but, uh, Lois takes off her sweater, which, uh, Brian's like, you know, I would take my sweater off, but it's attached to my skin. And then, um, uh, he starts hitting her with his tail and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then Lois leaves and Brian picks up the sweater that she was, uh, wearing and smells it. And then uh stewie confronts him he's like how much did you see and he's like oh i came in here the moment you started hitting with her tail and they have a little argument here and uh stewie mocks him he's like oh in good game i'd take my sweater off but it's a touch to my skin ha huh, imbecile and then uh later on at dinner meg is 
Meg starts telling a story about how her and, her and some friends are going to the mall, um, which is pretty cool because it's awesome, good for her uh, for having at the be- at least at the beginning of the show having a life. She was at the at at the mall with multiple friends. Good for Meg. <laughs> and um, uh, Peter interrupts. He's like, you know what? You know, what? I I got to stop you right there. This is super boring. And um, he's like, you know, I haven't been this bored since I went to that drive-in movie. And we cut to him in a drive-in movie, and, and we're panning to a bunch of people watching, it, and his car's backwards. He's like, oh, that shocks. And then, um, then we see Brian laying it on pretty thick at dinner. This pasta, better than Italy. It's just my noodle caboodle. I did use a different brand of potato chips for the crust, though. Your culinary prowess is surpassed only by your unfailing grace and the uncommon, sometimes haunting glow of sensuality that surrounds you. It's just noodle caboodle. Hey, where are these hard things? M&M's. I ran out of paprika. Magnificent. Um, after that, Stewie, Stewie tries to uh, mock Brian some more. And he asks Lois to pick him up. And he's like, give me some kisses. And he, and Lois starts kissing him everywhere. And he's like, more, more. And Brian gets up. He's like, that's enough. And 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 uh, he's like, excuse me. And Brian leaves. And Lois is like, Stewie, did you unhook mommy's bra? And, <laughs> which is really funny. It's a really good scene. And then the, the next day, Brian and Lois, uh, they finally talk uh, about everything that's been going on. Um, after, or, uh, Lois figures out what's happening, she, 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 um, says. Oh, God. Sometimes it's best not to ask those questions. Sometimes we should cherish what we already have, like a very special friendship. Let's say like the one you and I share that someone like me wouldn't change for anything in the world. Someone like me wouldn't change it for anything in the world either. I'm glad. Okay, j- just to be clear, we, we were talking about me being in love with you and, and you rejecting me, right? Yes. I'm just making sure. Well, say we were both drunk and, and we knew we wouldn't remember. Well, I'd have to be really, really not. I really think that this scene is really sweet. Um, it's just like the episode. It's just like the last episode that it features Brian, uh, and it focuses on the relationship. It's a really, really uh, great episode. I think um, it's and it's really funny when he comes back and asks for the the clarification if they would do it when they were drunk. Um, the last scene that we get is the next day. I would assume Brian and Peter are playing golf and. Um, uh, Brian's like, you know, I would have taken this up years ago if I knew how nice it was. And he's like, Peter's like, yeah, I uh, I love golf. I my family always loved it ever since it was the ever since it was invented. And we cut to some Scottish dudes, and they're like, all right, now everyone knows the rules: no Jews and no blacks. And then we cut back to them on the uh, on the course, and Brian makes a putt and. He was like, Peter's like, oh, you're the Arnold Palmer at golf. Which <laughs> is funny because Arnold Palmer is a golfer. But uh, Brian waxes poetically about life, about how he has, you know, he's seven years old. And if he plays his card right, he's got seven more. And life is, life is, life is sweet. And Peter asks about, you know, if, if he talked to the girl. And Brian explains that, yeah, he talked to her. And 
they're just gonna remain good friends and peter's like ah so she dumped you and he's like uh well you know what to hell with us she'll probably end up with some idiot anyways which is funny because he's of course that idiot and uh then to prove it he he ends up taking several putts where he misses the the hole every time he's like damn 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 mulligan mulligan damn mulligan and uh, then then that's how we uh uh go into our credits but I was thinking about Peter playing golf here and it, and it makes me think about how home there's a bunch of episodes where Homer is really good at golf. Um, specifically the episode where the family is thinking about joining the country club where Mr. Burns plays and he plays with Mr. Burns and he does a bunch of trick shots at the nuclear power plant. I can't remember what it's called. I, be, I can't remember. Uh, Tales of the class divide in Springfield or something along those lines. But uh, Homer's really good at golf and he's really good at, at a lot of sports. Actually, he's really good at like bowling and stuff like that. And I think Peter goes bowling too, but I think, I think Homer's like better at it. And I, that makes me think that Homer's like a better athlete, but I do think that in their favorite, in both of their favorite recreational pastime of beer drinking, I believe Peter can out drink Homer I have a lot of reasons why I think that uh, if anyone wants to talk about it with me, they can absolutely uh, ask, they can absolutely uh, 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 send us a message and we can talk about it. But I do think that that's how, um, but I do think Peter's, a, uh, I do think Peter can at the very, at the very least out drink Homer. But I think Homer is more of a functioning alcoholic, if, if that means anything. But, oh yeah, that's also where we get our credits. But, um, this is a fantastic episode. It's a great Brian episode, specifically. And Lois features really heavily, and she's really wonderful. And Alex Borstein does a really great job. Um, Lois, in these first few seasons, is kind of the straight man to everything going on around her. and But, Lo, uh, but Alex carries it really well, and her acting is fantastic. This is a really outwardly funny... or it, It's not that big. I don't think it's... The, it's the, I think this episode's like a thinker. I think it's a really sweet episode. I'm not sure if it's exactly as outwardly funny as everything else, but I think it's really hilarious. I think it taps more into emotion and, uh, more, than an, an ep, more than a regular episode. And it's also fun to see uh, Stewie being a foil or or an antagonist, uh, rather in the in the early seasons, rather than being like Brian's best friend later on. Um, but everything is kind of like sticking in the family. There's less characters. Obviously, the news people are there um, as regulars for obvious reasons. You know, they have to give the exposition and they have to give the characters. Uh, little things to do but like the, the friends aren't that big of a big of a thing and there's not as many uh re reoccurring outside characters um uh the ending is really sweet and funny i think that that exchange between lois and and brian is really sweet and i think this episode is really awesome and even though it doesn't it doesn't feature peter as much i still think in this episode he gets a four uh he has some particularly idiotic moments uh, particularly ending and uh, uh, some stuff at the beginning. But yeah, I think that he gets a four in this one. I think he's pretty stupid, right? Kind of in the middle uh, stupid. And um, yes, yeah, so that'll do it for this week. But next week will be Love Thy Trophy. It's a really fun episode. There's, it's a Twilight Zone parody episode. Um, 
and it's kind of the opposite of this one. Uh, it it uh, does venture out of the family uh, as the Griffins feud with their neighbors over a trophy. Um, it features all of the neighbors from Quagmire's family um, to uh, Quagmire. I say Quagmire to Cleveland's family, Quagmire, and to Joe and Bonnie. They're going to be he- feature heavily in that one. Uh, and that'll be a really fun episode. And uh, that'll do it for this episode of Frickin' Sweet, a Family Guy podcast. And we're glad you could laugh along with us. You can email us at frickinsweetfamilypod at gmail.com or send us a voicemail on our page on anchor.fm. And uh, we'll definitely play it on the show, and that'll be a lot of fun. And if you're looking for more hilarity, you can check out our sister podcast, The Kids Are All Right, of that 70s show podcast. It's an episode-by-episode look back at a classic teenage sitcom in the freaking sweet style. But thanks for listening to the show, and uh, we'll see you next week for uh, Love Thy Thy Trophy. We'll see you next week. Bye.